It really is so exciting to be sharing with you guys this morning. But I do feel like I need to apologize because John has just got back from his annual fishing trip and you don't get to hear any of his fishing stories and all of the fish he didn't catch. You know, that was there but just didn't reel it in, you know. <laughs> and Tabitha's preaching next week so you don't even get to hear it then. Oh, I should have put some photos up, babe, of the big fish you caught. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so hello everyone. If you're visiting with us for the first or second time and everyone online, um, it really is just so awesome to be able to share in this, hey Christine, awesome to share in this um, InReach series. And John kicked us off two weeks ago and he shared on, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and he shared on um, living beyond our boundaries, like so living with faith beyond our boundaries and what we are comfortable with. And then Dove shared on being a saint and what it meant to be a saint. And today I would like to share on what's really on my heart and really close to my heart because I've seen God work in so many amazing ways in my own life and people around me by doing this one thing. And that is stepping up and stepping out. And this actually takes huge courage. Like stepping out and stepping up takes huge courage because if you put yourself out there, there's possibility of disappointment, of you thought it was going to be one way and then it was another way. Um, maybe like the possibility of being criticized because now you're also putting yourself out there. And also maybe to be hurt. And, but we could live our lives very safe if we didn't do that, like John was sharing. But Aristotle said this. He said, there is only one way, Aristotle, there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Ouch. So I want to read from Isaiah 41 verse 10, and it says this. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you know, God is so faithful, and these are his promises to us, and he knows that we are going to need to be strengthened at times, not just in trials, but I believe it's when we need to step up and step out that he is, he is giving this promise to us, that he's right there. And I'm sure for all of us, we will know that there are some things that come really easily to us. Like, I mean, I could even look around this room and visually what I would think, like, oh my word, it's just so easy for you. Like, I look at Devin at the back there, and he always arrives. Actually, all the Hudsons, I don't know what you've done, Devs, with your children. They just arrive ready to serve. They don't even say hello. It's like, hi, I'm here to help, you know, with a smile on their face. And there's so many people like that. They come ready to serve with a smile on their face. And I think of my daughter, Eads. She's so, it's so easy for her to speak to people, new, old, young, when she does speeches, like that comes naturally to her. And there'll be things in your life where it almost comes easy to you, but maybe to the person sitting next to you, that would be terrifying. And for me, I was thinking, oh, I wonder what comes naturally to me. And actually, I'm a doer. And actually, Heike told me this. I'm a, I like to get the job done. He was very helpful. Like, tell me about me, Hakes. <laughs> And it's true, like, I like to get a job done. I'm such a doer. 
And that comes easy to me. I clean, I sort, love the smell of jick. I walk into my house, and if it smells like detergents, I am in my happy place. Is there anyone else like that out there? Yes. <laughs> and the other thing that comes really easily to me is that I believe easily. Um, so when I first got saved, and I joined the local church that we actually planted out of, um, I believed. The guy preached about, for example, tithing. He read it from a scripture. I went to my Bible. I read about it. He said, you must tithe on your 10% gross. I read it. I've done it since. Since I was 19 years old. From that moment on. And I, and I know that there's some people who like, yeah, there's Old Testament and then there's the New Testament. I'm like, for me, I don't want any error in my obedience. And then the other thing um, fundamental was baptism. He preached it, I heard it, I read it. A week later, I was water baptized. And I feel like there might be some of you who might struggle with believing. Because I, I think that takes courage for some people, depending on how you're wired, like how your brain works, you know. And um, I just really, I really want to do, like really pray over you and say, I pray that God would give you the faith, the courage to believe, because to have faith, to walk out our faith without seeing, takes courage. And just reading Matthew 13, verse 10 to 16, it says this, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. And it goes on to say, those seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You'll be ever hearing, but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. And turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. And then there are some things in my life that I feel come really, they're really hard for me. Like this is a place that I really have to step up. And I look at John, and there are the very things that are him. Like he, it comes so naturally. And the one is leading. Like I really struggle to lead. For me, I'm a good follower. Like Tanil always says, we, we're good soldiers in the kingdom. Hey, T. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm good on a team, you know, but to actually lead, that takes like a lot of courage for me. Although there are times with John is leading, I'll be like, you know what, babes, I can do this better than you. Let me, let me do this, you know, but then like something will go patient. I'm like, babe, you've got this. I believe in you. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I would say like I really struggle with is learning. Like I'm not a learner. Like we're just having this conversation, T, sorry. But I'm not. Like, you tell me what to do. Don't teach me how to fish. Feed me fish. You know what I mean? Like that whole saying. I don't want, I don't want to be taught how to fish. And um, I was so excited the other day. Well, a few months ago. I went and I created a Google calendar from scratch. Everyone has been saying, we need a church calendar. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I have to learn how to do it. So I went and I created a Google calendar with 
colors and events. I created calendars within calendars. Anyway, so I was very excited about that. So, so you can join our church Google calendar. I can send you the link. I just need to work out how to send you a link. But <laughs> I'll Google it. <laughs> no. <laughs> But there are, there are some things in our lives that take more courage, that require more of like an emotional cost to do it. So why should we step up and step out then if it's going to be more of a, an emotional cost to us? And it's because God doesn't want us to get stuck. There's a growing that happens when we step up and step out. And in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1, it says... Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. So how? How do we step up and step out? So I saw two things. And the first one is often there's a need. Like when we see something or God shows us something, we step up. And it reminded me of my daughter, Amber, so a few weeks ago, she was helping kids at Children's Church to help set up before the meeting. And then she decided, oh, let me offer my services. And she actually stayed in kids' church and helped Angie. I don't know where Angie is. She might be online. But I said, to, and then Angie really leaned on Amber that day, where she was like, okay, Ams, can you please start off by reading this scripture to us? And Ams is like, oh my word, I've been told I mumble. I better not mumble with the scripture, you know. And she stood there and she read the scripture. And then Angie asked her, okay, Ams, can you stand there? Can you help me with this object lesson? And she just really leaned on Ams and Ams stepped up. And then Kerry and Angie came to her afterwards and just celebrated her. Like, and just said to Ams, thank you so much for coming you were amazing. You were such a gift. And they just praised her and celebrated her and gave her a big hug, gave her a chocolate. And she said to me, Mom, all I did was help at Kids Church. And I was like, you just see, like the reward is so great. When we step up and step out, there's, I don't know, there's this overwhelming reward that the Father gives us when we step up. And the, um, it reminded me of an example in Acts 12. Verse 1 to 17. You guys might know that story of Peter where he was in jail and he was shackled in jail and he was sitting in between two soldiers, one on this side, one on that side, and there were even two guards posted at the entrance. And then this angel appeared and suddenly the shackles were loosed, loosened and he ran over to Mary's house and he knocked on the door, and he was like, it's me, it's me. And um, no one believed him, so they left him outside the door. You can go read the story. And then eventually they opened the door, and choose nuts, it was Peter. And there was a whole bunch of people, <laughs> choose nuts. And there was a whole bunch of people praying in Mary's lounge. And I just thought, you know, she stepped up and had a bunch of people praying in her lounge. And I just, I just think of the reward where maybe you open your home to people for dinner who are going through a rough space, or you get to host a connect group. And the reward is you get to see people's lives renewed, restored in your lounge, and it's just incredibly precious. So there are many 
many examples in Scripture where God, um, He allows an opportunity. Because this is the other thing. The first one is we see, we see a need, and so we step up. And the second one is we are given an opportunity. We are invited to do something. So like in our old church, I was asked to lead a team of people at our visitors' lounge. So to lead them and to gather people. And I was like, oh, my word, this is beyond me. You know, and like there's, you might have been, a few of you might have been given opportunities like Gareth shared at youth. Melzi shared at youth on Friday night as well. Like you are invited to do something, and you feel in that moment, yes, Lord. And I get it. There's times where it doesn't work out, and it's a no. But you will know. Like, this is an opportunity from God, and I dare not say no. And there were a few examples. God asked Moses to lead. He asked Jonah to speak. And he asked Noah to do. So he said, Moses, can you lead my people? Yes, Lord. Jonah can you go and speak to Nineveh? No, I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> um, and Noah, can you build an ark? Yes, Lord. What's an ark? Yeah. Oh, the commentary in the front row. Sorry, preachers out there, hey? He's so distracting. <laughs> but our conviction at Center Church is that our Christian experience is not just about Sunday. Like we've said that so many times. It's not just about the Sunday moment. But I believe that Sunday is so important. This is your first connection to a local church, to be around people who are like-minded, whose desire is to grow in God, to mature in God, people around us to inspire us, to teach us, to learn from I'm so grateful that when I was so lost, someone invited me to their church. I was so grateful because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So for me, that was my only experience of God. And for a while, that was my only experience of God. That was the only time I ever met with him was at church because I didn't know how to read my Bible. I didn't know how to pray until I learned that that I could actually do it in my own home, in my own bedroom. And that's why I feel Sundays are so important. So I reached out and I asked a few people who really got involved quickly at Center Church. And I just asked them the value of why they felt that was so important. Sibs, can you quickly come here? <laughs> and you look so awesome, girl! This is Sibs, guys. You would recognize her from making you awesome coffee, or it was her debut um, leading worship here last week. Hi, everyone. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. A. Thank you, Cindy. Um, okay, so I'm just going to do a quick backstory of how I came to Center Church. Um, so God gave me a vision about Center Church three years ago. I'm kidding. But that would be a cool story. Um, <laughs> it really would have been cool. But um, no, I had recently relocated this side and I was looking for a home church. 
and I was just taking a walk on Sunday morning. I stayed next to the old building where our church was, and I saw a big banner written Center Church, and I was like, oh, look at God. Let me come next week. And I came first service. When I came, I was just like, okay. I was a bit skeptical. I wasn't sure yet. Um, but the moment I walked in, I just felt so much of God's love. Like the moment I stepped in the church, I was like, oh my gosh, um, I feel so much love here. Um, a love that I've... <laughs> that is me. Drama queen. But yeah. <laughs> I felt so much love um, when I walked in, and I think um, the first service after church, Cindy came straight up to me, and she was welcoming me, and I was like, please sign me up. I want to go where the cool kids are, because that's my ministry. And yeah, from there, I joined the um, coffee team. Even that team, I was not sure, because I didn't know anything much about coffee, but I've already started learning, and I met amazing people, and I told Cindy that, you know, by me... Um, stepping out or being plugged in, I was able to form like quick relationships, good relationships. I've met such amazing friends and people. Center Church has really amazing people. I'm not going to single them out because some of them are going to feel left out. So. <laughs> so I really met people. And then I think when I just came, there was a ladies night. And I love anything got to do with women. And I asked Cindy if I could be involved um, in serving there. And before the, while we were doing the preps for the ladies night, I met awesome women there. Like I had, because I don't really have like all the siblings. So in that space, I was able to get like big sister. Like I see Cindy as like my big sister now. So it's like just such a, an amazing, fulfilling um, family feeling. And then when I start, when, when I recently joined, that's where the best connect group in the church started, which is the Young Professionals. <laughs> the Young Professionals Connect group. And we really get to meet up together. Young people who love Jesus but still face a lot of, you know, tough times. So that was just fulfilling um, for me. And then I recently joined the band and there my certain gifts that I wasn't even aware that I have are being sharpened and cultivated. So it's very important to be plugged in and involved and step out. Step in and step out. Step out and step in. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, like I said, guys, this is not about Sunday. This is not about getting the job done. I asked Zoe the same thing. Zoe, why did you get involved? And she says, people energize me. It's about the people. It's about getting to know these incredible people. Guys, I can rattle off all the incredible ministries that we have in the church, like the coffee team and um, kids ministry. And there are a bunch of ages within kids ministry and the tech team and the sound team and projection bands, wildfire. We're kicking that off again soon, guys. So watch this space. Connect groups, youth, um, even pioneering things that are on your heart. And being involved in ministry, I feel that's boot camp where um, we get to know guys and it's like us maturing and moving forward. Um, but And also just because you join a ministry, it doesn't mean you have to be part of that ministry forever. Like I was thinking of like a WhatsApp group. Because once you're in a group, you can't ever leave. It's like a hostage situation. Because <laughs> you're so rude if you just delete yourself, you know. But it's not like that, okay. doesn't mean like you join a ministry and now you're part of that ministry for life because you, you're just a terrible person if you leave, you know. But it's such an opportunity to um, be tooled up, you know? Okay, I can make coffee. Okay, I can do this. I'm so glad we did that because we didn't know we were going to be planning a church. We are jack-of-alls. We can do everything, you know? <laughs> 
preaching, then I'll be doing the sound, and then we'll be looking after kids, and I don't know how to make coffee yet, but that's my next one. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. And then also, guys, like there's such value in corporate meetings, I feel, um, gathering together as the saints and worshiping the Father and being encouraged by one another. Like tonight, we've got a corporate prayer meeting, and it's not about filling the building, seeing how many people come to our corporate prayer meeting. It's not. It's about being together, being equipped, growing in God. You know, I believe it's about positioning ourselves under the Father and His authority. And you know, I can see why God called His disciples to walk closely with Him. They could have grown from a distance, but it was about proximity to Him, to be equipped and trained. And God calls us to walk closely with Him so we can grow and mature in Him quickly. Um, yeah, mission trips, prayer meetings, oh, it's endless. And our heart and our desire, the reason why we provide these moments, guys, is not so that we can be busy, but our heart is to provide these moments for you guys to be like, this is an opportunity to come, to pray, learn how to pray, to be with other like-minded people who want to grow in God. Okay, Gareth, can you quickly come and share your viewpoint? Quick, quick. <laughs> This is Gareth. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Um, yeah, so Cindy basically asked me to talk a little bit about church, and then she covered everything, so I've got this piece of paper, but now I don't need it anymore, so. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Could you put it there for me? Thank you. I do still need it, yeah. Church. Okay. Um, so, church, simply put, I think... I firmly believe this. Church has the ability to make or break your dreams and your passions. Um, because I've experienced church in both contexts. One where it did break my hopes and dreams and passions. And one where it's pushed me further than I could ever deem possible. And um, I believe that church... Okay, so let's look at the definition of church. What is church? Back in the year 19... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Sidney. Okay, simply put, church is God's people. So, you and me, right? Um, everyone is God's people, but at least let's say the facilitation of people who are conscious of the fact that they are God's people, right? And the purpose of church is for two things. To provide a place where we can love God and love people. Everything else, the building, the coffees in the morning, the band, that is the tools and the context and the facilitation that provides those two things, the place to love God and love His people. I do need to consult my... Okay. Okay. So, picture, if you will, a bonfire, a massive bonfire at a campsite. People have brought twigs and logs and coals and everything, and this thing is burning hot. And this is a great metaphor for church, because like a bonfire... It, if you, okay, hold on, let me start again. Okay, so there's a, there's a bonfire. <laughs> it burns really hot, okay? There's logs, there's coals, there's twigs. Each one of us play a role. Either we're a log or a twig or we're the fire starters. Tim is uh, he's a log. He burns hot and he burns for long. So church provides that context where you're placed in the right spot. You burn hot and you burn for long. 
He's been burning for a long time. But if you take, if you take, uh, if you take that log out and you put it on the side, it still burns, but eventually it will die, and it will die a lot quicker than placed in the fire. Does that make sense? So the two things that I want to hammer home about church and what's amazing about it is the first point is you can do so much more. So can I take Steph as example? Where's Steph? Steph. Dude, Steph is an incredible craftsman. We went camping a few months ago with Tim and Brian, and he brought this incredible thing that he made that just like had everything. It had a basin, it had a shower, it had an oven, a microwave, a flat screen TV, Wi-Fi. And he made all of this and he brought it. No, it's, I'm exaggerating, but that's... So he's an incredible craftsman, but let's say he wanted to sell something. He wanted to sell something that he made. He's probably not really good at sales. I don't know, you might be. But here, me on the other hand, I have an incredible gift when it comes to film and video editing. So I can make a killer smashing film of the thing that he's crafted, and then I don't know how to sell it. So I don't know how to market or advertise. Then we go to a guy like Dim. So between the three of us, we can make a craft, we can video it, and he knows how to sell it. Guys, I seriously think we should actually do this. Um, <laughs> I'll talk to you afterwards. But do you see what I'm saying? Like God has orchestrated and given us amazing gifts so that we can utilize one another to literally do more. To burn hotter for longer. And then the last point that I wanted to hammer home, I'm sorry, I've probably, I've gone over my time limit, sorry, is that we, we help each other get unstuck. Simultaneously, we use gifts to further us, but we also use our gifts to unstuck the people who have weaknesses. Like, take for example today, Ash, what possessed you to come to church today, dude? I would be in my bed sleeping and probably crying. But he's here because he knows that he's better off getting through what he needs to get through with the people around him. And um, the last thing I wanted to say was that, yes, church is very important to do these things. But church is the tool. God is the tool maker. We don't put our faith and trust in the tools. We put our faith and trust in the author, the mechanic. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, guys, Gareth mentioned getting stuck. How do we get stuck? And this is my last point, and I'd like to end off with this point. Getting stuck. What are some of the things that get us stuck? I'd like to read Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. So then, let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way and of the sin which holds onto us so tightly. And let us run with the determination, the race that lies before us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from the beginning to the end. And I just see two things here that the scripture talks about. Rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way. We want to be unstuck Christians moving forward into maturity in Him. And I see a few things here that I've seen just out of observation, wrong dating, love relationships, and wrong friendships are definitely one of the things that keep us stuck. And, and then eventually we move backwards. And it might be time for some of you guys to cut the strings from friendships that are harmful to you, that you know um, 
pull you away, because sometimes we are weak. It's not their fault. Sometimes we are weak, and we, get, we keep getting dragged back into our old ways because of the people we're hanging out with or because of a love relationship. And the second thing, um, still getting rid of things, I feel mindsets. John was praying earlier this morning about mindsets. And um, I feel like God, we need to rid ourselves of these things, like labeling ourselves, well, I'm introverted, or we don't have enough money, or people hurt me, or I'm tired, or I'm a victim. And we have these mindsets that keep us stuck in the places that we are in. And the second one in that scripture we read, like how do we get unstuck? Sin, which holds onto us so tightly. And if I could say this, we might be under the illusion that our own private sin isn't harmful to anyone, but only to ourselves. It's not true. These sins, they outwork themselves eventually through your, my decision-making, how we treat others in our relationships, in our behaviors. They eventually outwork themselves through, through how we interact with people. If I could say this, let's not allow the shame, the guilt, the fear to keep us stuck. Because there is an enemy out there that wants to keep us isolated, ineffective, keep us in our little safe bubble, um, rather than moving forward into maturity in Christ. But we have a Holy Spirit who empowers us. And I'd like to read the scripture that we started with, God's promise over each one of us. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you so much for joining us. You might be asking yourself the question, how can I take this further? Firstly, you can send us your contact details to cindy at centerchurch.co.za where we can include you in our online connect groups and you can receive our daily devotional. Secondly, you can hop on our website where you can access previous sermons and find out more about who we are at Centre Church. Thirdly, if you consider yourself as part of Centre Church, we want to thank you so much for your ongoing financial partnership. The banking details are on the website. Thank you so much for joining us and hope you have an amazing Sunday.